We the People, a podcast giving a Christian perspective on news, politics, hot topics, and so much more. Hosted by Rodney Nesmith, worship pastor at New Life Fellowship in Lovelock, Nevada. This week, Pastor Rodney is joined by A.J. Rice, author of The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. The latest episode of We the People will begin right after this quick commercial break. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh, right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. And now it's time for the latest episode of We the People. Here's Rodney. Hey everybody, this is Rodney coming at you live with the We the People podcast. And today we've got a special guest, Mr. AJ Rice, who is a CEO and uh, president of Publius PR and a company like that. And he's got a new book out. And this is AJ right here. I'm going to let him introduce his book and tell you a little bit about his background and what we're going to talk about today. Brother Rodney, great to be here. Yeah, the book is called The Woking Dead, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. And, uh, you know, look, we're dealing with a cultural tyranny in the United States right now. Um, It's not the only tyranny, but it is one that is affecting, you know, children all the way up to senior citizens. So, One of the reasons I wrote the book was because, you know, cultural Marxism has spread to the four corners of, you know, how basically we live our lives. It's in our sports, it's in our entertainment. Yeah. In some places it's in the church. Um, You know, it's, it's in the public school system. And obviously it has found home in the Democrat party. And, you know, there are people in Hollywood and the entertainment industry from Broadway to California, they amplify this stuff. Silicon Valley and big tech amplifies it. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about everything from cancel culture to critical race theory to right. the who I call the trans mafia pushing everything from gender reassignment surgery to grooming on mm-hmm. you know our children. And I got to be honest with you, this used to be just the the province of you know, the humanities department at a liberal arts college, but no longer it's been exported and it's everywhere. And, you know, with the book, you know, we try to have some fun. Obviously we're poking fun at the walking dead, but a lot, in a lot of cases, the people that subscribe to wokeism kind of are like zombies. You really can't reason with them. They sort of wander around aimlessly drinking the woke Kool-Aid and, it's, it's hard to bring them back from yeah. the precipice. Unfortunately, there isn't a lot of free speech absolutist Democrats out there. There are some, and I can name them for you later, but there are some. But uh, for the most part, they've bought into this uh, hook, line, and sinker. 
Yeah, it is. It's uh, very sad. And I agree with you. They are kind of like zombies walking around because, and uh, you're right on the money. You can't reason with them. There is no reasoning with them. They don't want to hear a thing you have to say. If you disagree with anything that they're buying into, they don't want to hear it. They get, you know, they get angry in a heartbeat. You can't have a normal discussion because you are the enemy if you don't agree. 100%. So let's do a little history lesson here. So we've always had political correctness, right? We've, mm -hmm. we've, you know, it spins up every decade or so. There's some version of it. And, you know, the nanny state is always hanging around. The government's always trying to, you know, think that it knows you know, better for you than you do. So that's true. You know, take the salt shaker out of your hand, uh, take the uh, cigar out of your mouth, you know, Michael the, Bloomberg, the Michael big Bloomberg, gulp out of your hand. Yeah, exactly. Michael <laughs> Bloomberg banning the big gulp, you know, Michelle Obama, uh, school lunch program that was starving the children of America for eight years. Mm -hmm. I think it was called let's move um, where, you know, the kids can have it. They're not getting tater tots. They're getting like a piece of uh, broccoli. Um, so we've always had this. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the last time it was really bad was probably the late 90s with, uh, you know, the Murphy Brown pantsuit battalions that are going <laughs> to Gen yeah. Xers that were hunting all the men down at the time. Ironically, not the one that was in the White House that had interns, uh, right. you know, that he was stooping. Anyway, point is, if you go back 100 years, um, you know, when Marxism starts to show up here, in the early 20th century, the version that, that eventually starts to metastasize is not necessarily the one that the audience is familiar with when you're dealing with countries that maybe didn't have a middle class. Mm -hmm. Because if you look where, where Marx, uh, you know, was able to take hold, where Marxism was able to take hold, it's a, it's a lot of places where, you know, it was a peasant rebellion. Right. So, whether it's in Vietnam or Cuba, uh, the overthrow of the Romanovs in which event in Russia, which became the Soviet Union, mm -hmm. you know, North Korea, on and on. I mean, I think there's a lot of examples. So, you know, they get here and they've got Marx in one hand and in the other hand, they're pretty much following Antonio Gramsci, who was this philosopher in Italy that knew that, you know, if you couldn't get a workers revolution, if you couldn't get uh, you know, the, the, the blue collar workers to overthrow the government, to overthrow capitalism, you know, um, then you had to look somewhere else. So it dawned on the cultural Marxists a hundred years ago that, you know, they weren't going to get a revolution from a bunch of carpenters, plumbers, bricklayers, longshoremen, you know, cowboys, right. you, they weren't going right. to get it. It wasn't going to happen. Um, it wasn't even going to come from the unions. Uh, at the time, mainly because our blue collar workers, you know, were part of our vibrant middle class and they weren't Correct. peasants. They weren't peasants. Um, you know, they weren't, you know, Dickens chimney sweeps um, and they loved the country. Mm -hmm. So most of them fought in our wars. So if you're looking at 1900 or 1910 or 1920, I mean, these are people that fought in the Spanish American war. They fought in World War One. You know, yeah. if they were 20 years old in 1865, they might have fought the Civil War, you know? Correct, yeah. Because 60 years later, they're, they're in their 50s, 60s, 70s. I mean, maybe they're small business owners. So the cultural Marxists had to look somewhere else. 
Where did they look? Well, they looked at the early you know, motion picture industry, the silent picture industry. They looked at Broadway. So they, they infested the entertainment industry, grabbed that. Because what, what Gromsey, his version of Marxism was, they, want, they wanted to do the long march through the institutions. So you needed to capture where we get our entertainment, where we get our news. Sound mm -hmm. familiar? Yeah. Uh, the government schools, you know, let's not call them public schools. I mean, they're government schools, mm -hmm. you know, all the way up through, you know, Harvard. So from pre-K to Harvard, they're infected. They're getting in there. Um, and obviously they found home in the Democrat Party with Wilson, with President Woodrow Wilson and with Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood. Mm, um, yeah. You know, and it was a dream because there you're marrying, you know, Marxism with, you know, eugenics. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and sort of cleansing society from the undesirables that you don't want. <laughs> yeah. so, so, Sounds a little so, familiar. Sure. So you fast forward 100 years. And here we are. The Woking Dead, the same mm -hmm. villains. The only difference, of course, is the fact that the digital brown shirts exist now. And what I mean by that is big tech. So you got mm -hmm. entertainment, media, academia, the Democrat Party. Big tech is kind of the cartilage that holds it all together. It gives them, it gives them their power. It, it, mm -hmm. it, picks, it picks winners and losers. It could boot a former president off a platform. It can knock parlor offline by knocking yep. out a server for Amazon Web Services. So that's the difference. You know, a hundred years ago, if you wanted to, if you wanted to ban a book or censor something, I don't care whether it was the Bible, George Orwell, or Ernest Hemingway, it that took a Herculean effort to do. Whereas today, with everything being digital. You can boot someone off LinkedIn or shadow ban them, demonetize yep. them, deplatform them at the blink of an eye. Whereas in the past, it, you know, it was very, it was much more difficult. You had to go through the court system. And look, let's be honest. In the past, the censorship in the past usually came from religious people that <laughs> found something that found something too libertine. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yep. you know, and look, we're all a product of the, you know, the zeitgeist of the time. So but 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 today it's it's not just about that. Um, and you knew it was never just going to be about Robert E. Lee and his horse yeah. traveler, his horse traveler statue, Confederate general statues, because you and I know once they come for the Confederate generals are going to come for the Union generals. And they yep. have. They have Correct. come for the Union generals and they've come for the Revolutionary War generals and the generals in the War of 1812 and the Mexican-American War, and the Spanish and American War and yep. Columbus mm -hmm. and Churchill. And they were throwing shade at the dead Queen of England three weeks ago. Yep. So this is what they are. This is what it's about. It's about removing Greco-Roman Judeo-Christian civilization. It's about tearing it all down because really, mm -hmm. let's face it, Western civilization is built on the, those four legs. It's yeah. built on Greco-Roman, Judeo-Christian. It's all yep. got to go. It's got to go. All of it's got to go. So whether it's, uh, you know, this guys, ladies and gentlemen, this week, prepare yourself. Columbus Day's coming up. <laughs> yeah. So other than, you know, uh, maybe, you know, look for, look for the headdress on Elizabeth Warren 
Senator Warren from Massachusetts. She'll be celebrating Indigenous People Day, Indigenous People's Day, with the other white uh, Native Americans that she can find. Um, I mean, who knows? Maybe Biden will put on an Indian headdress. He did tell us the other day that he's Puerto Rican now. So, you know, (laughs) yeah, there's an interesting thing. Yeah. Maybe next Monday he'll be a Native American. Who knows? So. So, look, this is who we're fighting. It's kind of like a fatwa against Western civilization. Yeah. Um, there's protected groups that you, you, you're not allowed to uh, talk about. So, you know, what we do with the book is we try to have a little fun. Uh, the definition of comedy is the ability to transform horror into humor. So we do a little right. bit of that. The book's got 10 sections. It was written for the short attention span theater generation. Look, I'm a millennial. Uh, I'm a geriatric millennial, but a millennial nonetheless, <laughs> right? I got my millennial AARP card. Um, but, uh, but look, you know, we, there's, there's a lot of vignettes. There's about a hundred vignettes. Some are horrific. Some are humorous. Mm-hmm. Some are things that you might've forgotten have happened here in the last couple of years. Um, but make no mistake. The American people, as my former mentor, Andrew Breitbart, used to say, they swim downstream from culture. They're, they, they, they filter their you know, hourly, daily, weekly lives through what's happening in their culture, be it at their church or at their, you know, at their, their school board is acting crazy, yeah. um, whether you know, their entertainment their children are watching, if they're pumping woke messages, mm-hmm. whether they're subliminal or whether they're just right out there in the open. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the thing is like most of you know, American people, we have an election coming up. Look, in order to fight wokeness, you have to win elections. So I'm not I'm not saying elections aren't important, but you know, with the book, we 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 try to cover as much ground as we can because this stuff is everywhere and it's nefarious, it's metastasized. And, you know, like, like Rush Limbaugh used to say, sometimes it's, 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 it's definitely more fun, but more powerful to hang a joke on someone to use irreverent humor to elucidate truth. Right. Yeah. That's what Rush, that's what Rush used to say. So look, that's what we do with the book. Um, you know, uh, there's some politics in there. There's a Biden chapter, there's a Trump chapter, but a lot of it has to do with, you know, the rest of society and mm-hmm. how the Vogue, the Vogue virus is wokeism yeah yeah it certainly is i mean and like you said it's it's everywhere it's from grade school through college i mean it's controlled and then like the democrat party's just embraced it and it's pretty much taken over the democrat party because they they pander to whoever they need to pander to and that's right now the extreme left and the woke because they're screaming the loudest i guess uh even though the uh like the whole transgender movement thing they're a very small segment of the population of the country but they're extremely loud and in your face and so the democrats are going oh man we can't come against them you know that's 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 horrible well look it's the it's the tyranny of the minority so yeah so i think i think it was pew uh it's all pew poll that said you know when you're dealing with the lgbtq mafia uh or people that identify as trans it's 1.4% out of 350 million Americans, 340 million Americans. 
So then you have the media pushing it. You have Hollywood pushing it. Big tech loves it. Oh, yeah. But 1.4 out of 350 million people is virtually no one. Like, like right. I see more unicorns. I see more <laughs> unicorns and, and I see Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster more often than I'll see these people. But they want you to believe that there's some apple orchard somewhere with all these trans mm -hmm. people. These trans people are just dangling, waiting to reveal themselves. But that, yeah. brings, that brings in my point is that there isn't that many of them. Right. And because of that, they have to create more of them. And mm -hmm. that's where the grooming comes in. Sure does. Because Absolutely. they're not coming, they're not coming out of their, you know, uh, there's not enough of them being born in their alien pods. Okay, the pod people springing yeah. forth. So they've got to create them. And that's mm -hmm. and look, DeSantis knows this. That's why he's pushing back in Florida. Yep. They can they can play this game with the don't say gay stuff. Look, look. The deity will figure. I always say to people. I mean, I'm I'm Irish Catholic. I'm from Philadelphia. You know, what people do in their own bedroom. Look, I'll let the deity handle it. I'm right. not the de I'm not the deity. So for me, it's like the deity will figure it out. If these people are if there's something wrong with them, I'll let the deity handle it. But most gay people, when you talk to them, and there's a lot of sort of famous conservative gay people they're on fox all day long david rubin and guy benson and yeah and you know they're they're out there right mm -hmm. they think that these people the trans people have a mental illness so i, I mean you know I, i'll let them sort it out i'll let the deity sort it out but the idea that they're everywhere is fake oh yeah and fake. and once it gets into the realm where a people in positions of power are going to send Stephen Gary into the women's locker room or into the women's dressing room. Mm -hmm. Most people, even Democrats, that's the line there. That's like the Rubicon for them. Yeah. Taking girls spots on sports teams, sending some pervert into the locker room because mm -hmm. on Tuesday he feels like a, a boy versus what he felt like on Monday. Right. You know, um, the audience should know that I, I was for a very long time, uh, the, a, a, the executive producer of the Laura Ingram show. Mm -hmm. And this was, you know, roughly from like 2005 to 2010. And Laura, um, blurb the book. Uh, her blurb is on the back of the book. Um, uh, so she endorsed the book. She loves the book. I've done her show. Um, what I will say is we were fighting against something in 2006 called a book that the public schools were using that was called Tommy Has Two Mommies. Mm -hmm. I remember it. And Laura and I have been joking about this recently. It was like, remember when we were only fighting Tommy and his two mommies? Now yeah. we're fighting. Tommy doesn't just have two mommies. Tommy's mommies are daddies and the daddies are mommies. Tommy's not even Tommy anymore. Tommy's Sally on one day and, and, and Rufus on the next day. This is what we're fighting now. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's madness. Mm -hmm. A hundred years from now, they may look back at us and, and like study us on like, well, we lost our collective minds for allowing yeah. this to happen. But look, here's what I will say. It's an 80% issue. Not higher, probably. 90. Mm -hmm. 90. Where most, most regular people 
Democrat or Republican, they don't want this. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be, and, and even on the race stuff, they don't want to be told black people are this or white people are that. And the right. founding fathers, founding fathers were Klansmen and tear everything down. And because look, it's, it's a, it's, it's a radical minority. It's amplified by big tech and by the media. Absolutely. They want, they want to replace Western civilization with their bleak, bizarre, transgendered, identity-obsessed future. And, you know, you can send an email or a memo to Liz Cheney. There is an insurrection going on. It's an insurrection of parents. Mm -hmm. It's a rebellion of parents. They're fighting back against this stuff. And you saw it in Virginia where I'm at. I'm right across the river here from Swamp Central. And I'll tell you, Yunkin, he won a, a clean sweep. Yep. Miami-Dade Miami County just flipped from blue to red for the first time in like 50 years. And they can smell it. It's why they're bringing up Roe v. Wade garbage. Oh, and yeah. The phony, the phony inflation bill and all, the, all these, today, you know, uh, marijuana amnesty today and and yep. we're gonna pay. We're gonna pay your student loans. A couple of weeks ago, they're trying. They're throwing everything at the wall, mm -hmm. like an Italian grandma throwing pasta, to see <laughs> what sticks. Yep. And none of it's gonna stick because the American people have had it. They've yeah. been hit with a medical tyranny. Now they're hit with this cultural tyranny. You got the Puerto Rican uh, president, the reanimated corpse in the White House. And look, he's the leader of the Woking Dead, the reanimated yeah, corpse. That's no joke. Okay. He's got us under a financial tyranny. Mm -hmm. Inflation's through the roof. They're soaking the American people because that's the goal. The goal is to destroy the middle class. Absolutely. You go back to the beginning of this discussion. You know, the only way you get a true Marxist you know, revolution is if you, you destroy them and we're all peasants begging, you know, uh, you know, standing in the soup in line. Yeah, a chicken in every pot, an abortion right. in every pot, an abortion in every pot. That's what they want. Mm -hmm. And they can control us. So we have this virus, the medical tyranny. I called it the dress rehearsal of authoritarianism. Yeah. You know, it's not the main event yet. No. Right? But what yeah. is wokeism? Wokeism's kind of like a um, kind of like a retrovirus, right? Like HIV, where it lowers your immune system. It mm -hmm. doesn't kill you. It just makes you vulnerable. Then something else comes along and knocks and whacks you. Something else comes along yeah. and that's what kills you. So we call in the book, Donald Trump, the vaccine America needed, right? I, mm -hmm. I always look at Trump and look, no president's perfect. Mm -hmm. there, was there was only one perfect person who ever walked the earth. Okay? Yep. And it's none of the, it's none of the 45 presidents, right? No. The 46 presidents. It's none of them. Nope. Right. Some are better than others. So, but I look at him like white blood cells flying towards an infection. And the infection, and I, I truly believe this, one of the, the three reasons he got elected was immigration, trade, and political correctness. And pushing back on this stuff. And Trump drove yep. these people nuts. He oh, yeah, them. calling the media he, fake, the fake news drove them I mean, insane. He, he, broke, he broke them. But... Look, America does this. I mean, it's funny. We 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 go through hard some hard times, but um, you know they send uh, America almost like it's a uh, an organism that sends the white blood cells out to stop the infection. 
certain people arrive at the exact moment we need them to. Yeah. You know? Yep. Washington arrived at the exact moment we needed him. And mm -hmm. then after eight years, he didn't make himself king. He went home. Yep. He freed all of his slaves on his deathbed. You know, none of these people want to talk about that. Andrew Jackson arrives at the exact moment we need him. Not just yep. to win the Battle of New Orleans, but as president to try to hold the republic together because his own crazy vice president who hated him was trying <laughs> to get South Carolina to secede 30 years before they eventually did. Uh, that was Calhoun. So, and, and remember, de Tocqueville comes at this time during the Jacksonian era, which was a populist era. You know, the White House had just been rebuilt from the War of 1812. The British burned it down. Yeah. Jackson opens it up. There's people riding on horses through the White House. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. This is the people's house. Right? Now, yep. he, didn't win, he didn't win that first election because the Whig Party and the other Democrat-Republicans conspired. Henry Clay and John Quincy Adams, they conspired to keep him out of the White House. Does this sound familiar, ladies and gentlemen? So there's, mm -hmm. so there's, there's, there's a rigging that takes place. And Jackson's kept out for four years, and he wins in a landslide, and he wins re-election. And, 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 and look, he critiqued his own party because you had 24 years, 28 years with Quincy Adams, of you know Madison, Monroe, and Jefferson, and the Democrat-Republican Party, they were called the Democratic-Republicans, they had gotten fat and happy and lazy. So the Jacksonian era, de Tocqueville comes over. That's what he's writing about. He's seeing this populism that the, 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 the common man can be president. Yeah. You know, Jackson kind of has a common kind of background. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so that he does. And, 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 you know, he keeps the union together. Um, and he, he spawns a bunch of off, offspring. Sam Houston and, and, and Tyler and Van Buren. And you have this Jacksonian era, kind of like Trump has spun off DeSantis in some ways. Mm -hmm. So, and others, and others. Carrie Lake, Abbott, yep. right? There's a bunch of them. Um, yep. So then you have Lincoln. Lincoln comes around at the exact moment we need him. Grant gets elected president. He crushes the Klan because they were trying to start another rebellion in the South. So Teddy Roosevelt, and I could go on and on all the way through the 20th century, but the right. Reagan, the point is America kind of does that. So, so is Trump going to run again? I don't know, but he, he was, you know, it'd be ludicrous to say he has just as much power inside the white house as outside, but I've never in my life seen a politician hunted like this. No, I never have either. Only maybe the ones that have been shot. That's it. I've yeah. never, it's like I'm watching the stations of the cross, right? Yeah. It's like the passion of the Trump. I mean, mm -hmm. we're talking from the escalator to now, first impeachment, second impeachment, then we're going to raid Mar-a-Lago. We're going to go through Melania's wardrobe like a bunch of weirdos. So, you know, I've never seen it. It must mean he's on to something. Yeah, it must yeah mean that's it. the way I see it. It must mean he's on to something. So... You know, there's only a couple of things they haven't tried. Hopefully that doesn't happen um, because they know when they're raiding Mar-a-Lago, they're really raiding the 75 million people that voted for him. That's what this yep. is about. Mm -hmm. 
it's really about you know whether how much will will we take right what what's our threshold for pain mm -hmm. that's kind of what covid was about too yeah it's true yeah it's kind of like how much freedom can we take away from you before there's a big rebellion before you and scream. before people say you know start screaming and say enough's enough and uh and they're you know like you said they have persecuted trump from day one the minute he announced that he was running he was the devil incarnate and you know the democrat party and the the lefties were out to get him at pretty much any cost correct and you know it's amazing i i watch him look the democrats like republicans that know how to lose honorably and <laughs> yes, go home do. and go home eat your you know carnation instant breakfast mm -hmm. shut up act like romney act like mccain take your linguini spine you know yep. go have your little go have your little photo op with obama and go about your business right that's what they like yep it's called controlled opposition it's opposition that's controlled if your audience has ever seen professional wrestling <laughs> perfect example that's kind of what they like that's what they want they want controlled yep. opposition right they don't want people flipping the coffee table over and rejecting the premise right um and that's what the deplorables do mm -hmm. you know we started out as the alt-right then we became the deplorables and then we became ultra maga now we're semi-fascists <laughs> now we're semi-fascists and then hillary goes to texas she calls us, she just, you know, she just calls us Nazis right out of the gate. So, I mean, look, you know, they've run out of, I mean, they're, they've fallen off, you know, the totalitarian thing, but, but obviously true fascists, that's what they do is they, they try to isolate and, and, and irritate and yeah. call you exactly what they are. Yeah. There's no you know? joke there. That is, I mean, that's fact. what, the, that's what this, this, that insane speech in Philadelphia by the Puerto Rican president. That's what that was about. Yep. That was that, you know, with the Marines behind him. Look, don't mm -hmm. come to my city. I'm from Philadelphia, if your audience can't tell. Don't they come to my city, stand in front of the place that gave birth to the United States. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia also gave birth to the Marine Corps. The Marine the US Marine Corps were founded in a bar called the Tun Tavern in Philadelphia. Hmm. So there he is like Emperor Palpatine from Star Wars, you know, all he needed yeah. was a hood, you know? Oh yeah, that is all he um, needed. And it was outrageous. It was outrageous. And what he said yeah. was outrageous. Yeah. Probably because he knows that due to the shenanigans in the last election, and look, he knows. Oh, he does. He knows. Trump got more votes than any sitting president in history. Yep. When we go to the polls this November, you're going to have 75 million poll watchers filming everything, mm -hmm. sending messages to the media. We saw this here. We saw that there. So it's on now. Oh, Cats yeah. out of the bag. Cats out of the bag. You know, fool me once. Uh-uh. So here we go. Let's see what happens, especially in these Senate races. Yeah. You know, they're going to they're gonna have to pull some hijinks in these Senate races. Yeah. And well... And it, it cracked me up how 
Pelosi was on a late night TV show the other day and was talking about how that the Democrats are going to hold the Congress. And I'm like, I'm looking at her thinking, are you drinking again? Are you are oh, definitely still? drinking? Yeah, she's definitely drinking because you ain't looking at what's going on in this country, lady. If you think that's the case, I mean, no, here's, here's what's going to happen. Up. Here's what's going to happen to San Fran Grand Nan. <laughs> We're going to retire her. She's going to be retired. Biden, Biden's going to make her the ambassador to Italy. So her and her husband, Chef Boyardee, her and Chef Boyardee are going to go over there. And, you know, he's going to get a little bit of the Chianti. He's mm -hmm. going to get a little bit in him. And we're going to have him drive her around the countryside of uh, Tuscany. That's what we're going to do. Okay? He's really good at driving when he's under the influence. So we're, so we're going to send, we're going to send uh, San Fr Nancy D'Alessandro and Paul Pelosi. We're going to send them to Italy, retire them. I'm sure the Catholics in uh florence will love that having them there oh boy yeah so so you know we'll send them away she you know bon, bon voyage and uh she'll have a nice time flipping cars you know uh mm -hmm. through italy you know hopefully that they've got some lenient dui laws for for paul <laughs> right for paul hopefully she they can get some better wine than they're making up there and uh that crappy ravenswood you know, yeah. your audience, your audience should know, you know, if you see Ravenswood on the shelf of Target, you know, <laughs> you're, you buy it, you're giving money to Pelosi if you buy that stuff. Wait, they need to take Gavin Newsom with him when they go get him Woo! out of here, too. She's related to him. I think it's her nephew. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's her yeah. nephew. Yep. So yep. look, I guess I guess what your audience is going to have to ask themselves is. Do you want to move the Speaker of the House from one part of California to another? Mm -hmm. You know, you want is, you know, is McCarthy the guy? You know, McCarthy seems to be more on the ball than, than Foghorn Leghorn, Mitch McConnell. Old yeah. Foghorn Leghorn. I mean, he's he's really and he's just a full blown never Trumper now. So, oh, yeah. You know, I'd love this if Rick Scott could pull this off. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, I know Rick Scott. He's a genius. The genius before he was a governor. That's how he became governor. He's yeah, very he was, good at he this. He was a great governor. Right. So all I'll say is Rick Scott should be the majority leader. Hands down. And I think MAGA world will push for that. I would um, be completely on board with that. It's time to retire Foghorn Leghorn and, yeah. his, and his wife. His wife that's had, she's had every job there is to have in Washington at this point. I think mm -hmm. I saw her working at toll booth once, uh, Dulles, <laughs> out by Dulles Airport. She's done everything from dog catcher up to cabinet secretary. Mm -hmm. You know, it's time to send the freeloaders and the people that, you know, we've been paying these people for 50 years to stiff us. I will yep. say McCon McConnell did a good job with the judges. He did. So, you know, he likes to make certain conservatives happy, uh, you know, the Federalist Society and the, and the yeah. Chamber of Congress. He, lo he loves the Chamber of Commerce crowd. So, mm -hmm. but it's time. It's time to go. Okay, we yep. Foghorn Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn. Time to retire him. Send him yep. to, back to Kentucky with the rest of the uh, dopey roosters. Yeah, and you know, I, his wife too. It cracks me up that I was just uh, seeing this on on Newsmax the other day about how tied to China they actually are through her father, and yep. with the ships and the money and how they, they he gave them this big gift of like 25 million dollars i'm like are you kidding me right now 
And nobody sees, seems to be a CEO problem with this. But well, this is why she's had a day. Yeah, but this is why she's had every job because she's yeah. a, she's a de facto lobbyist. Mm -hmm. She's not a person. She represents dollar signs, influence, yeah. and access. So that's what she represents. It's funny we just had 9/11 last month anniversary, and I'm watching these old this old footage of Bush's cabinet, and there she is. There she is. She's like Zelig. She's like big government Zelig. She's popping up in every 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 piece of film footage. <laughs> you know, I'm watching. Next thing you know, we're watching some old black and white of Teddy Roosevelt. She'll be standing behind him. You know, it's just crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah. time, it's time to retire these two. You know, I'm sure they're very mm -hmm. nice people. But you know, sayonara. Yeah, your 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 end date is here. I, I, that's what I would like to say. Your expiration code is up. Some you of know, these people, these they people hang out on forever. Yeah, they do. It's like, and that's what I tell people when I've talked to a lot of people. I'm like, you know, they talk about the career politician, and a lot of people don't even know, which speaks of our education system, that our politicians were never meant to be full time politicians. No, they used to come together, pass laws, discuss what needed to be done for the country. And then they went back home and did their jobs, ran their farms, whatever it was they had. And then but now we've got people like Pelosi and McConnell and all these others, Schumer, that are like, that's all the only Biden, the only job they've ever known. Right. Well, you can thank air conditioning for that. I mean, the the, the Washington, D.C. is below sea level. It is a swamp and yeah. they used to have to leave. Before, before Mr. Carrier invented the air conditioner, they would have to leave, okay? Soon as Memorial Day would roll around, this place got the, it would be too hot, they'd all go home. So maybe, you know, get rid of the air conditioners and maybe we'll just have, you know, they can come and work, they, they can get a, 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 a you know, a uh, modest salary to be here a third of the year. That's all they need. Absolutely right. You don't need, to hang, you don't need to hang around here at the Capitol Hill Club you know, yeah. or Capitol yeah. Grill being taken out to dinner by lobbyists. Let's, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing, too, is if you really wanted to clean up the swamp, get the lobbyists out of there, get rid of lobbyists, and you could get rid of a lot of the corruption that is going through our politicians because that would cut their money flow off. Sure. I mean, look, you know, the, the, the term lobbyist is in the Constitution. You know, lobby your government. But mm -hmm. lobby your government was never supposed to be like a gigantic hedge fund. Okay. <laughs> so right. it's not like an endowment to, to lobby your government because look, <laughs> I mean, why, I mean, look, it's why Pelosi's blocking the, these stock trading uh, mm -hmm. bill, you know, these guys, yeah. they get inside information and they try to steer legislation that will benefit them personally. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's amazing. For four years of Trump, all I heard was about the emoluments clause. Oh, the emoluments clause. Trump's got a Trump owns a hotel down the street from the White House, <laughs> and all the foreign dignitaries are buying up the hotel so that when they meet with the Secretary of State or Trump or Pence or whoever, they can tell them, We're staying at your hotel. You know, and that was some that was some kind of gift. Yeah. That you know, that the president was being given because he owns mm -hmm. hotels. Yeah. You know, so it's just, look, it's a bunch of garbage. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they threw everything, you know, it's, it's, it's a sin, you know, it's not a sin for them. It's a sin for everybody else. Right. Yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, 
if you get like, you know, and they've even vilified parents now that go to, you know, board meetings, school board meetings to have a say in what their kids are being taught in school so that they're not being te- taught CRT and all these right. other things. And, and any teacher, this is me speaking, any teacher that pushes sexuality on grade school kids that talks about their own sexuality, their own home life and put and has transgender parties, they need to go. And I mean, yesterday. I agree. Uh, you know, drag queen story time and exactly, you know, dogs and cats living together. I mean, it's, it's, it's out of control. I mean, you know, little kids shouldn't be, you shouldn't be talking to little kids about any type of sex. Exactly. Yeah? Let alone, Absolutely. you know, Steve and Gary get married. I mean, right. I mean, I was heartened to see that this movie that Hollywood was pushing uh, that came out over the weekend, Bros. <laughs> Most of this audience has probably no idea what the heck I'm talking about, but so it's so like a romantic comedy with two dudes. Yep. And it bombed. Oh, it bombed hardcore. Not even gay people went and saw it. No. I bet it was just a bunch of woke, you know, virtue signaling, mm-hmm. straight white people. Oh, yeah. That went and saw this movie. These are also, by the way, the same people that celebrate Kwanzaa in December. Yeah. You know, these are the Kwanzaa people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the same people. Look, they're virtue signaling themselves to death. You know, let them, and you can buy my book because I make fun of them pretty much in every chapter. Okay? <laughs> every chapter should. mocks them. Uh, it's a target-rich environment, as they say. Oh, man, I'm telling you. What, what killed me, cracked me up, obviously, I didn't go see the stinking movie. I saw the ads for it, and that was enough right there for me. <laughs> but uh, one of the actors, you know, it's coming out. Everybody's, you know, anti-home, they're homophobic. They're they didn't go see the movie and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, whatever, dude. Yep, we're all homophobes. We don't go see yep. your stupid, we don't go see your trash movie. Look, exactly. it's garbage. It's garbage. Look, um, technology has brought one thing to us, and that is that, there's more entertainment options than ever before. Yep. Right? Than ever before. So there's a million things that you can you can do and watch and stream and and you can avoid certain things. You oh, know, yeah. you can you know, so it's kind of like an a la carte menu where you can sort of pick and choose mm-hmm. what you're going to yeah. you're going to you know, we're not all being forced to do this. And if you've got a million other options like watching paint dry, that's better than watching a gay romantic comedy called bros boy that ain't no joke right there you couldn't pay me enough to go see that stupid movie exactly so i mean well, complete look, waste of time look well i appreciate uh, you know coming on um you know hopefully you know people pick up a copy of the woking dead but you know you, ladies and gentlemen you gotta you vote with your feet you vote with your wallet you know you gotta That's send right. a message you gotta send mm-hmm. a message this november um get out there become a poll watcher you yep. know, the holidays are coming up. You got a you got a, a left wing kook nephew or niece, slip a copy of the Woking Dead in their in their bag. You know, you got some wacky uh got some wacky, you know, uncle that you want to terrorize. Look, <laughs> I we, love it. We we have fun in the book. It's it's very accessible. You don't have to read it cover to cover, you can jump around. Mm-hmm. Um and look, it, it's fun. We, we, we want to have fun. I mean, obviously, certain left-wing people, they're just going to be triggered oh, yeah. and, and go crazy. But 
good. The, the title alone will trigger them. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And that's okay. I love it. I mean, trigger away, baby. Yeah, look, Halloween's coming. Watch out for the woke zombies. They're going to come up that's out of the right. ground. That's right. You know? So, but I re- look, I really appreciate uh, coming on. Um, you know, you're a patriot. You are you have an audience of patriots. Amen. And, and look, we don't just, you know, I appreciate you having me on, but I know you've had a lot of our people on too. Yeah. Um, the audience should know that I run a PR firm in Washington called Publius PR. And some of the guests that you see on this program come from us. So that's right. We really, we really appreciate, we appreciate you and the audience. Well, we appreciate the guests that you uh, send our direction each and every one. I appreciate you being on today, especially. And uh, man, you know what? I am encouraging everybody to go get the book, The Woking Dead and support this and agree. Let's uh, let's show our patriotism in November and vote for what America is made to be or should be and was meant to be. And uh, thank you, AJ, for being on and uh, appreciate it very much for your time. And you know what, people, we're going to have another great guest next week here on We the People. So tune in next week, spread this far and wide, share it, subscribe, and let's get the message out there today. Thanks a lot, AJ, for being on. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. All right. Have a good day. You too.